Thanks for tuning in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much once again for uh, choosing to worship together. It's really a joy uh, to worship together as a fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. That's uh, what we are called for, to rejoice together and to worship together. Uh, well, I know there is, there is so much of havoc uh, going on in the world. You see earthquakes uh, in Turkey, Syria, so much of death uh, in uh, Ukraine. Uh, you see the wars. I know, um, surely, it certainly grieves our hearts to see such kind of things. But at the same time, I do grieve and I also rejoice because those reminds me the coming of Lord Jesus Christ. You remember, Lord says, these are the signs that before he comes, there will be earthquakes and there are wars. Certainly, God has appointed all the times perfectly on this earth and we are called to rejoice in Him, and we are called to look after Him. Well, we are studying uh, a series of Thou Shalt Celebrate, a season of festivals, as Lord um, gave us in Leviticus chapter 23. So today, we will be meditating on the feast, the feast of tabernacles, our feast of booths, our feast of gatherings, or it's also called feast of harvesting. It's also called harvesting festival. So please turn with me to the book of Leviticus chapter 23 verse 33 to 44. Leviticus chapter 23 verse 33 to 44. I'm going to read some of the verses then we'll take it from there. Again the Lord spoke to Moses saying speak to the sons of Israel saying on the 15th of this seventh month is the feast of booths for seven days to the Lord. On the first day is a holy convocation. You shall not do any laborious work. For seven days you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. On the eighth day you shall have a holy convocation and present an offering by, Lord to the Lord, by, by fire to the Lord. It is an assembly we shall do no laborious work. Now see verse 39. On exactly the 15th day of 7th month, when you have gathered in the crops of the land, you shall celebrate the feast of the Lord for seven days, with the rest on the first day and the rest on the eighth day. Now on the first day you shall take for yourselves the foliage of beautiful trees, palm branches, and branches of trees with thick branches, and willows of the brook, you shall rejoice before the Lord, your God, for seven days. You shall celebrate it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. It shall be a permanent statute throughout your generations. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. We shall live in booths for seven days. All the native in Israel shall live in booths, so that your generations may know that I had the sons of Israel live in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord, your God. So Moses declared to the sons of Israel the appointed times of the Lord. We've been meditating the appointed times of the Lord. From last couple of weeks, we have seen six festivals so far. We have seen the Feast of Passover, the, pa we, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, Fast Fruits, the Pentecost, the Trumpets, the Atonement. And today, we will be meditating are looking at 
the feast of booths or tabernacles. So remember, we had Pastor Mike, Bob, and other preachers. They all they said one thing that all these festivals points to Lord Jesus Christ. The feast of Passover it reminds about the 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 death of Jesus Christ. The feast of unleavened bread it reminds about the cleansing of our lives. The feast of first fruits reminds about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The feast of Pentecost it reminds or it pictures the coming of Holy Spirit. The trumpets gathering of God's people, the Feast of Atonement, cleansing of our sins. And today, the Feast of Tabernacles that pictures Israel's entering into the God's kingdom. Now, all these are the festivals that what the, there is some certain unique things about the Feast of Booths or Feast of Tabernacles. This is a very important feast and the Israelites celebrates this feast even now. Now, there are three agricultural feasts, or three agricultural festivals. That is the unleavened bread, the feast of Pentecost, and the feast of tabernacles. These marks agricultural festivals. Now, the feast of unleavened bread, it begins in the, uh, it, it marks, or it is celebrated during uh, the beginning of the harvest of barley and, and wheat. In Pentecost, it is celebrated during when the harvest is almost ended, our harvest is finished. And the Feast of Tabernacles, this is celebrated in the fall season. It falls on 5th of October, and this is celebrated as, a, 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 as a remembrance uh, during that uh, time when the harvest is ended of vintage and olives. When they harvest, they finish olives harvesting. This is a time when they are celebrated. So remember, these are the agriculture festivals. They, so they mark some purpose. So I just want to uh, show you a, a, a Hebrew holiday calendar. Um, if you see on the screen, you can see all the Hebrew months. I will not read those months, but you can see the Gregorian calendar that we follow today to relate when actually these festivals falls in. You can see all the dates I have given, but I want to point you specifically on the seventh month, the Tishri in Hebrew, which falls in September and October. You see there are three festivals on the first of this month, that is the seventh month in Hebrew calendar, they celebrated Feast of Trumpets. On the 10th, I mean 10 days after the Feast of Trumpets, they celebrated the Day of Atonement. And on the 15th day of the seventh month, they are celebrated the Day of Sukkot, or the Tabernacles, or the Booth. So three festivals, very important festivals in this month. The month of 7th, you can remember these calendars. There are other festivals that they themselves added, Hanuk and Purim. Hope you know, Hanuk um, represents the, the rededication of the temple. When ten, the, unfortunately, the temple went into the hands of wrong priests and kings. There was an abomination of desolation that they worshipped, pagan worship on the temple. But the Hasmoneans family, they fought, and they, they, they took it back, and they reinstated the 
Hebrew uh, um, chiefs worship and sacrifices that marks um, uh, Hanukkah. And you also know the uh, Feast of Purim. You know the story uh, in the days of Esther, how uh, Haman uh, tried to kill chiefs. So uh, as a remembrance of that, they also celebrate the Feast of Purim. Now, let's remember the Feast of Booths. As I told you, this is a very special uh, festival. Uh, these are the, this is the festival when Lord, uh, when, when, when our God asked all the Israelites to remember him and also celebrate by living in the booths for seven days. So they are supposed to leave their homes, go and construct a booth, temporary booths, especially the booths were used to cover with palm branches, with spaces so they can, they can see uh, the sky and all the stars and remember what the Lord has done in Israelites. And as I told you, this festival is also celebrated as a harvest festival. Remember, this is a harvest festival, so they get all the harvest uh, um, uh, fruits. Um, so they're also going to hang these, uh, uh, some of the fruits to remember um, the harvesting on the booths and thank God. Uh, and uh, there are some more uh, certain activities that they are supposed to do during this feast. Uh, one is reading of Deuteronomy, um, the book of uh, Deuteronomy or the Deuteronomy law that you can see in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 9 to 11. They are supposed to read the law of Deuteronomy um, during this festival. Remember, this festival is supposed to be celebrated for seven days. It, it starts on Sabbath, Saturday, goes to the next Saturday. And the first day, on eighth day, yes, the Lord said, they asked, uh, uh, God has asked them to celebrate seven days, but it extended on the eighth day as well, because on the first day, on the eighth day, they're supposed to gather uh, as a holy convocation and, 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 uh, and worship the Lord. So two Sabbaths uh, cover in, 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 in this uh, uh, feast. Um, the first day and eighth day, it marks the Sabbath. So they're, they're reading the Deuteronomy, uh, the law of Deuteronomy. Remember that tradition and history says that there was a king called uh, King uh, in AD uh, 41 uh, when uh, uh, the kings used to read the law. When he was supposed to uh, read the law, he didn't even, um, uh, he, he had an opportunity since he's a king that he can sit and read the law, but he did not uh, sit and read the law, but he, he stood up and he, 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 he read the law. Uh, one of the uniqueness of this festival is all the men must participate in this feast. That's a command that God gave that you can see in Exodus chapter 23, verse 14, Numbers 29, Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 16. All the men are made to attend this feast mandatory. Now remember, while we are meditating this, remember the different times of Israel's and also remember the tabernacle and the temple. You know, before the Solomon built the temple, um, God has instructed Israelites to build a tabernacle. Okay? And I hope you can recollect the tabernacle where the holy of holy place used to dwell, um, the Ark of the Covenant and uh, um, uh, other stuff. So the reason I'm saying is, before the temple was constructed, uh, Israelites used to celebrate this festival around the uh, tabernacle whenever they um, uh, used to read uh, the scripture. 
Deuteronomy, they used to come and read um, at the tabernacle. Now, during the second uh, uh, temple period, the Israelites added two more uh, uh, things to the festival, apart from all the instructions that God gave. They added two more things. One is, uh, the priest used to get the water from uh, Siloam, uh, Siloam and pour, used to pour on the uh, uh, altar the, the, where they used to sacrifice. This reminds them the, uh, the rains that uh, God, uh, God has helped them, that has caused the uh, harvesting. So the priest, every day morning, he used to go get water from the Siloam pool where the water used to come from Gihon Spring. And the priest used to pour on the altar as a reminder that God has helped them uh, with the good rains for the harvesting and also uh, for and also they used to pray for the good rains for the next of the year uh, for next harvesting festival. They also had a custom that in the temple um, the the children used to light candles. They used to light uh, uh, candles, very big uh, candles. Usually the children used to uh, do it. That used to uh, with, with those lights, they uh, very big lights, and it used to um, uh, shine almost entire courtyard, not only uh, the women's courtyard where the lighting was happening, but entire uh, other courtyards, the light used to shine. Uh, the reason I'm pointing it, there are two, more, two important um, uh, things that we need to remember. During the days of Jesus Christ, when the priest went to the Siloam pool and uh, got the water, and while he was pouring the water on the altar, Jesus Christ said, in John chapter 7, verse 27. John chapter 7, verse 27. Now on the last day, the great day of the feast, that is on the feast of the booths, Jesus Christ came from Galilee to Jerusalem to celebrate. This is what he said. Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. The one who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living waters. Remember, all the feasts are the shadow of a, of, the, of a substance. And that substance is Lord Jesus Christ himself. These feasts, marks, are the pictures, Jesus Christ who was coming and who came and who was also coming in the future. Not only that, when uh, they were about to light the candles, the light, Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 12, John chapter 8 verse 12, that I am the light of the world. These are the scriptures that proves that Jesus is claiming his deity, that he is God and he is the actual substance why God has asked them to celebrate this festival. So as we are meditating this passage, let's look at three important truths that helps uh, uh, um, that Lord Jesus, God has commanded all the Israelites to remember, uh, to follow. Then these truths holds true to us also. So three important truths that we're going to remember from this passage is the first is remembering God's faithfulness and our past blessings. And the second important truth that we're going to see is rejoicing in the Lord in the present day, the present time. And the third important truth that we're going to see is recalling God's future promises. So three times uh, we're going to see the, something about our past, present, and the future. 
Now, remember, uh, this feast commemorates or uh, reminds Israelites that their fathers used, forefathers used to live in bondage. They used to live as a slaves in Egypt. So this festival, if you carefully uh, read the passage once again, this reminds about their freedom, about their liberty. And also since it is a time of harvest, it's a time where they gather all the um, uh, harvest uh, uh, gatherings in the homes. Now I know we live in a different world. Our harvest comes at the end of every month or the 15th of every day that we get salary. That's our income. That's our revenue. But trust me, in those days, agriculture was, was the main profession of Israelites and they used to get money. That is the revenue when they used to get the harvest. So, so the houses were full of grains. So this reminds about the prosperity. This festival also reminds uh, about their joy to rejoice in the Lord. It reminds them to rest. Remember, the God uh, said in this passage that they are not supposed to do any work. Remember, resting is very important. God indeed called us to work hard. But again, at the same time, uh, it, is, it is important for us to rest. Even uh, during the time of uh, Jesus Christ, when he commissioned his disciples in Mark chapter 6 to go and preach the gospel, when they returned, they, uh, they, uh, he asked them to take rest. Resting is very important. And this festival also rem reminds them to live in unity. Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 15 is a, chap is a, is a book where, Israel, where God asks Israelites to remember. And you shall remember that you were slave in the land of Egypt. Not only that, in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 10 to 12. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 10 to 12. You know, when Israelites returned from Egypt, when they possessed Canaan, that is the land of Israel, God has blessed them with ready-made houses. You know, Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse uh, uh, 10 to 12 says that uh, um, God let them live in the houses that they did not build. The houses full of good things which you did not fill and carved systems which you did not carve out, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant, and you ate and are satisfied. Be careful not to forget your Lord. Now remember, this feast reminds them God's provision for them, that 40 years God led Israelites with all the provisions that he needed. It was for his purpose and for his glory that God led Israelites for 40 years. But one verse should sum up, one verse should sum up the provision of God that he has given to Israelites in, is in Deuteronomy chapter 29 verse 5. Deuteronomy chapter 29 verse 5. For 40 years I led you through the wilderness, and yet your clothes and your sandals did not wear out. Can you imagine what happens during the 40 years? I am 41 years old now. 40 years back, I was a baby. Remember, my mom, my parents would have bought a sandals for me 40 years back, which did not happen, but hypothetically, just to understand, they bought the sandals. And trust me, today, I'll be wearing the same sandals, which 
increased with my foot length that did not wear, and they bought me the same clothes. So I have the same clothes after 40 years. Can you imagine? That should sum up what God has provided Israelites for the 40 years. Not only that, it reminds them of God's protection. God protected them all the uh, 40 years. Now, God himself physically presented in between them by being a pillar of cloud in the day, the pillar of fire in the night. My friends, as God said, God asked the Israelites to remember. Why do you think God asked them to remember? Because humans have a tendency of forgetfulness. We forget God's goodness. We forget God's faithfulness. Can you imagine what God has done in your lives? You know, before you came to faith, if your faith is genuine, if you're a true believer, we were destined for an eternal hell. We were in the bondage of sin. We were slaves to the sin. But then what happened? God has rescued us. And he, he, he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his beloved son. <clears throat> My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, please remember your past, what you were spiritually. You were destined to eternal hell. God has made you from the slaves of sin, slaves of bondage to the slaves of righteousness. Romans 6, 18. Now it is for the freedom that Christ has set us free. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Not only God has blessed you spiritually, he also blessed you materialistically. Isn't it or not? Can you reflect your life? Trust me, when I was in school, see, I I was an um, average student academically. I wasn't a smart guy, an intelligent guy. I used to think, Lord, help me. If I pass this class, it is enough for me. 10th grade, 11th, 12th school, I went to engineering. Uh, I used to pray every day, Lord, help me pass. That's all is enough. And then I used to pray for a job. God has blessed me with a job. I never expected God, I would come to U.S., United States. Then I, I, I prayed for my wife. I prayed for my uh, kids. We had a miscarriage for, with our first baby. We cried a lot. We didn't understand what's going on. Lord, you're blessing us with everything. The, why not children? I was thinking, I don't know whether I, I'm going to get a children or not. Then God has blessed me with beautiful children, Elian and Ebenezer. You know that. Trust me. What about you? Can you reflect yourself? How God been faithful in your lives. How God has provided you. Now, not only that, um, <clears throat> the second important truth that we see is God has commanded us to rejoice. The rejoice, we must rejoice in God's faithfulness in the present. Remember what, what we studied last week? It is the day of atonement. Can you recollect or uh, uh, look at the sequence of the festivals. On the first day of this month, seventh month, Feast of Trumpets, that pictures calling. Okay, God is calling everybody. On the tenth day, they are supposed to celebrate a the Day of Atonement. What happened on the Day of Atonement? The purging of sins happened. 
Now, what that follows when your sins are purged, you must rejoice. That's the theme of this festival. You are called to rejoice. Now, remember, God has asked them to rejoice. If God told you the same thing which he's telling you, will you truly rejoice in him? Honestly tell me. Remember, we are all going through the hardships. Nobody is escaped. Okay? Life goes ups and downs. There are sufferings, there are pain, there are happiness, there are sorrow, there are goodness, everything. And nobody is uh, uh, spared with that. We all going to go through. And remember, do you think just before the Israelites' um, celebration of this feast, they wouldn't have lost their loved ones? They wouldn't be going through tough times like us that we are going through? Still, they're commanded to rejoice. And what's wrong with us to rejoice in the Lord? Remember, people who have died of the blessed ones, they're already in heaven if they're in the Lord. And we are commanded to rejoice in the Lord. Remember, joy follows cleansing. What happens last week, when your sins are purged, we are supposed to rejoice. There are so many Christians, so many believers, they try to be over-righteous. The scripture says, do not be over-righteous. That is, when your sins are purged, forget the past and move on. You must rejoice your forgiveness. You must rejoice your freedom. You must rejoice your walk with the Lord. That's what we are commanded, my friends. The Bible says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. You know what does that mean? The blessing um, there, there's so much blessed. The Bible says, um, uh, remember the um, uh, story of David in Psalms 51, he said, Lord, uh, cast me not away your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of salvation. That is, if you're not experience, experiencing the joy, one of the hindrance to experience the joy or to rejoice in the Lord is the sin. My friends, if you, there is a sin in your lives, please seek Lord for forgiveness. If there is any unconfessed sin in your lives, that's the only thing that should hinder your joy, your rejoice with the Lord. Come back to the Lord. Ask for forgiveness and ask Him to cleanse you. Not only that, there are so many reasons why we don't rejoice. We have a wrong interpretation of life. See, the Bible says, this world is enemy to God. Most of the Christians, most of the times, what we do is, we get influenced with the world, worldliness, world, world, uh, the things that are in the world. We are asked to look up, but not in the world. Uh, Dennis Lilly gave this two outlines that I took it from. So joy follows cleansing, and joy fosters sacrifice. Now, if you see Numbers chapter 29, you know, how many animals that God has asked them to sacrifice during this festival? If you read the count, there are 199 animals, they sacrifice these animals. Now, just to reflect it back, remember, they used to do a lot of sacrifices in, this, in those days. Can you imagine? So they are the people who had a lot of animals. How do animals come when there's a lot of grass? So this looks like there is a lot of prosperity as well. Now, when... Um, they used to celebrate 199 uh, sacrifices. We need to remember that we are actually 
um, encouraged to do sacrifices. We don't have to sacrifice animals now, but remember what the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is reasonable service. You know, we are supposed to sacrifice ourselves unto Lord completely. We are here, my friends. You know, trust me, I do not know the complete value of this book. I'm confessing this sin. Okay? And I'm sure so does some of you or all of you. Okay? You know, how many sacrifices had to be sacrificed for us to get this Bible? Israelites did not have this book completely. You know, we, they didn't have uh, uh, access to the Bible that we have. In our homes today, we have so many Bibles. So many. They never had. There used to be one copy, very few scrolls. Remember, remember, my friends, why do you think God has brought you and me in this generation? When God himself came in a generation where there was no technology, no transportation, no uh, so much of uh, uh, paper, there, there was not even paper, you know, papyrus and the parchments where the Bible used to be written. John said he has so much of thing to write, but you don't have the parchments and ink to write. You are so blessed. You don't have. You don't know how much you are blessed. Imagine. I always used to think, why didn't God invented or allowed the humans to invent all the transport system when Jesus Christ was there, so that He could travel to and fro to Galilee and Jerusalem so frequently and do the gospel so uh, uh, often, so much more. He didn't do that. You know, He let you the advanced technologies and the comforts for you and for me in this generation. How blessed are you, even materialistically? My friends, remember that you need to sacrifice your, your life. And then, um, so remember we are commanded uh, to rejoice. I know that there is suffering that also hinders our suffering. But um, uh, for 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18 says, For this light moment affliction is preparing for us to eternal weight of glory beyond our comparison. Trust me, I'm going to value heaven or I'm going to understand or comprehend heaven only when I go there. Yes, I have a shadow. I can understand what's going on. Okay, you and me, I believe, will realize the full potential and will rejoice the, the full potential of heaven only when we go there. So Bible says that this affliction is momentarily. Not only that, uh, Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act on behalf of his good pleasure. Now remember, my friends, God has blessed you spiritually. God has blessed you materialistically, physically as well. Do you know who has done that? It's not you. Absolutely not you. You know, why I'm preaching here, why I'm listening here, you know, the building that we got, and all the facilities that we got, you know, who is they doing this? It is Lord Jesus Christ. It is God Himself doing. There's nothing, there is no good thing, no merit that you can achieve. What you have achieved even uh, in your life, in your physical life as well, the job, the house, the children, you know, given an opportunity, given a freedom, man is destined to ruin himself and he is destined to ruin others. He is destined to destroy others. That's all human can do. 
but it is God who is at work. Remember, it is God. Bible says that he has filled us with an inexpressible glorious joy. And then we will move on to the last point. Now, imagine the Israelites are celebrating the Feast of Booths today. Even today, every year. Who doesn't like celebrations? I like celebrations. I like food. Celebration is all about food. I can remember glorious, I mean, Indian food. All the, you know, beautiful spices and all. And all the different foods of this world. I like rest. I don't want to work, truly. I'm done. Honestly, I'm done. You know, 17, 18 years I worked, I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to work. I want rest. This is the time of the rest. You know, this is the time of togetherness. I like to uh, talk to people. Some people doesn't like. You know, uh, every day when I wake up, I pray one thing. Lord, thank you for giving me yet another day. Trust me, sometimes I'm surprised to myself that I'm still alive. No, seriously. A few weeks back, uh, we had a meeting in Pastor Mike's home and Steve said, wow, it's 2023 and I'm still alive. <laughs> seriously told. I'm sorry to use your example without your permission. Trust me, my friends, when, when, when so much of is going, okay, when Israelites are celebrating this festival, I wish I was part of that festival. Don't you not? Are you not? I mean, don't you will to be part of that beautiful festival, spending seven days together with all the food, with all the fun, everything together, children's playing around, camping and out. Imagine, guess what? We're going to celebrate the Feast of Booths one day in heaven, one day in, in, in Israel. Can you believe that? Let's go. <laughs> Look at... Uh, 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 Zechariah chapter uh, 14. I'm going to speak, uh, skip revelations where the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is mentioned. Zechariah chapter 14 verse 19. Zechariah chapter 14 verse, uh, 14 verse 1 to 19 if you see. Behold, a day is coming for the Lord when the spoils taken from you will be divided among you. For I will gather all the nations against Jerusalem. Verse 3. Then the Lord will go forth and fight against the nations. Verse 4. On the day his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which is in front of the Jerusalem. Verse 5. And he will flee by the valley of mountains. So remember Zechariah chapter 14 is talking about the Lord's return. The Lord's return. The second coming of Lord Jesus Christ. Now look at Zechariah chapter 14 verse 16. Verse 16. Then it will come about that any who are left for, of all the nations that came against Jerusalem will go up for year to year to worship the king. You're going to worship the true king. The Lord of armies, I'm to celebrate the feast of booths. Wow. We're going to celebrate this feast once again. And it will be whichever of the families of the earth does not go up to Jerusalem to worship the king. The Lord of armies will now will be no rain on them. What a great promise that we have. My friends, remember one thing, that we are called to rejoice in the Lord. May the Lord encourage these words in our words, uh, in our hearts, and may He be glorified. May these uh, words uh, be blessing to our, uh, for ourselves. Let us pray. Our oh, gracious Heavenly Father, thank you so much, O oh Lord. No amount of our words, no amount of our gratitude, uh, matches with what you have done, O oh Lord. Forgive us that, O oh Lord, we are not able to rejoice as we should, looking all 
the life on this earth, but help us to rejoice, O Lord. Help us to rejoice in you, remembering what you have done in our lives, remembering what you are doing in our lives right now, and especially what you are going to do in the future. We ask all this in our matchless name of Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.